Welcome to episode 24 of the John Chi Show. Wait, is that how we do it? I forget yeah, how yeah, we do yeah. it. Sure. Yeah, that's how we do it. You do Welcome you. to episode you 24 you. of the John <laughs> You're listening to the John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your host, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to episode 24 of the John Chi Show. It is I, Patrick, one of your co-hosts, and I am here joined by my fellow co-hosts, Nathan and KJ. Tell the world how you're feeling today. Howdy. C minus. That's not accurate. I'm I'm really I'm feeling like A minus at this point. I'm a little chilly. It's kind of rainy out here. You're getting some rain. We got a lot of sun in Indiana today, which is really nice. Yeah, today is like the second day of sun after like a week of no sun. And I saw people yesterday in person from a distance. So that was nice. It was the first time I had left my house in 48 hours. So what did you have to see people for? Uh, Just to see them out. They were just out and about. Not band practice. Oh, okay. Some of us still work. Patrick. I'm just kidding. Hey, I had a job yesterday, too. (laughs) So hey, I have a job that I'm not at right now. <laughs> I to work yesterday. They don't listen to this podcast. First time in three weeks. That's funny. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for coming back. You know, we had a really great episode last week, and we want to keep the good times going because that's what Wednesday means. It means a new episode of the John Chi Show. And just to catch everybody up, KJ, what does John Chi mean? Man, you know John Chi means to celebrate and or to feast. We basically so define aggressive. it as to party. <laughs> So what? Okay, Nathan, look, the last solo episode we did, you were like, KJ, you can do better. You can have better energy. And now today, I'm coming in hot, and you're like, whoa, KJ, turn it down. I was scared for a second. Pick a lane, Nathan. Jeez. Okay. Anyways, John Chi means, basically, we we define it as party, uh, because that is essentially what we're here to do. We're here to have a good time. We're here to celebrate uh, our identities as Koreans, as Americans, as adoptees, as Asian Americans, as American adoptees, just all of the identifiers that we have, we want to celebrate that. Uh, we want to be honest about who we are, learn to love ourselves, um, usually with the help of a guest or guests. Uh, but today, it's just the three of us just hanging out. We enjoy these solo shows. You know, you guys get to hear us banter more, I think. And uh, uh, it's kind of a fun little fun time. Yeah. And if you don't like it, yell at us at our social media, yeah. at John Chi Show, whatever platform you want to. Or come just on the show. And, it's and, fine. Or come and, at this. Well, yeah. I don't know if I want people to like yell at us in real time. <laughs> Not, I mean, but, don't yeah. come on the show to yell at us. Come on the show so we can interview you. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah so sure. we can talk with yes. you. Not be yelled at or yell Please at don't you. Don't yell at us. Maybe. Yeah. But you know yell what? If you, I would say the best way to get a hold of us is to join our Facebook group, The John Chi Show After Party. If you're not on a Facebook group, we'll try to figure something out for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a place where all three of us are active. Uh, if you're one of those like cool select people who's gotten in on Clubhouse, you can hang out with us there. But uh, I realize that's pretty exclusive, and we don't like to be exclusive on the show. Sure. So. And if you need an invite, uh, just message me. I have st- still a few invites that I eighty million. Yeah, that's not accurate. No, I think I'm up to four invites now because I haven't actually invited anybody. So nice. You're really doing your hoarding part to push them. the platform I'm, forward. I'm uh, I'm hoarding invites. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's all right. You got to hold on to them sometimes. You know, you got to be selective. Your face is down there on their invite. Who, who invited them or who yeah, nominated who them to join them. forever? Ooh. So yeah, that's true. Forever until they forever. take their feature forever. Away. Yeah. <laughs> until they change or update the platform in any way. Yep. Uh, so, Patrick, the other day you messaged us and said that you had signed up for a Korean language class, which kind of spurred uh, in us like, 
or at least a me, like what is for either of you, what's the previous, what's your previous experience been with trying to learn uh, Korean, trying to learn Hangul, which uh, just a brief disclaimer, Korean, the language and Hangul, the writing system are different, even though they're very similar in the actual, like how you pronounce it in Korean. I got that mixed up, was called out by Minju. Thanks for calling me out. Anyways, what is your experience with the language or the writing system? Um, well, I think if you followed along the show, I have not. Not to speak for Nathan, but to speak for myself, you probably know that I have minimal to no prior experience with a language. I think I've talked about it once. I did a Duolingo for a little bit uh, early pandemic. Uh, could not stick with it. Did not stick with it. Uh, fell right off of it. Um, Was but, Duolingo, did they use the Romanized Korean? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think I would assume what I, I mean, like, would consider Romanized. You didn't learn a new alphabet, Romanized. right? No. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was. That's what I, the lessons I was taking were like going through the alphabet. And then it was a lot of rep, 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 repetition with the uh, like the vowel sound combinations yeah. like the E, O, E, U, just E, A. I don't even know. It was a yeah. lot. And I was not having I was struggling. All right. Nathan, what about you? My wife and I took uh, some lessons at the one of the Korean language centers out here in Irvine. California and we did that about three years ago and we were enjoying it and everything was going well it was a good price we got some textbooks and stuff um, and this was of course all spawned because of um, meeting my biological family I wanted to talk to them more they were taking English lessons so I felt I should do my part to to uh, reciprocate and uh, as much as uh, I we tried, the timing of things just got too busy. My wife actually was pregnant at the time with our second, so over time we just it, we kind of filtered it out. After I don't know, we probably went to like seven classes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got through, you know, reading and doing the the lettering alphabet and everything. I even downloaded some apps like we've t- discussed. Drops is a really good app, mm. uh, very clean, very repetitive, um, which I liked about it. And uh, it's just a, I like the it's very zen uh, for me. It so, is, yeah, it's real chill. Yeah, so I was I was using Drops for a while and a couple of other apps just to learn the alphabet and again just to repeat over and over again. Um, but that was it. That was the extent. Unfortunately, I never got any further than that. I never found anyone really to converse with, and and I don't watch K dramas, and I don't <laughs> things. You know, for me, it's dude. Just- actually, I thought about you because uh, when I was getting my haircut, my barber was like, "I don't like watching things in subtitles because I'm not a fast reader." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that you have previously said on the show <laughs> yeah, you're not a fast reader, me. and I literally didn't even think about that. But yeah, like that could be a huge barrier is if you're trying to follow along this dialogue, but you have to read the subtitles to literally understand anything you'd be like i can't i literally can't read fast enough i was like yeah oh yeah i guess that that is kind of a, a thing i probably missed so. the entire show because i was trying to concentrate so much on reading and not even yeah. figuring out mm. what the words meant or, or things like that so right. yeah, it would be too tough but uh, but i would love to get back into it i uh, someday i say you know knock on wood maybe i'll have more time <laughs> you are a busy man yep. you got a lot going on what about what about you kj we know that you have a lot of experience with language but and have um, the best pronunciation for korean words out of the three of us yeah you always you always read out whatever's on the packaging for nathan and, I and tell us what it is i mean so. it, i don't feel like it helps but beyond just like this is literally what the korean says i can't like translate it for i just like the sound of you saying it yeah it sounds great that's fine. I don't okay. care if I don't understand it. It's okay. Thanks. Um, so yeah, so I I love learning languages. Um, I 
really excelled. Ugh, gross. Um, whatever. I was Spanish was a strong subject for me in middle school, and um, yeah. So my parents found me someone through our church who would teach me uh, Korean because I had expressed an interest kind of right before, like leading up to going back uh, in seventh grade or before seventh grade. Um, so yeah, so that's when I for, was first exposed to the alphabet. Um, and I, th- you know, I think that really benefited me because I was young and I was able to like get that alphabet down. Uh, and because I was young, like I was more gracious with learning new language. Like, so Sarah and I are working through drops for her sake. Um, and I really like drops because it is flashcard style. So you get the opportunity to learn the alphabet and, and hear it, you know, and then read it and stuff. I do have some hangups, but generally I think it's good to understand the alphabet because learning the alphabet is so important to pronunciation and like you have to do less thinking once you memorize it. But I think when you hit post high school, really, um, trying to learn a new language with a new writing system like puts you back in basically kindergarten and so it can be really frustrating to be like i'm an intelligent person and i <laughs> for some reason I'm, i feel like i'm reading like a baby which you yeah. are like you literally <laughs> are and i think that that we just don't give ourselves grace enough to be like hey you're learning like a whole new language a whole new gram- grammatical structure a whole new alphabet like it's gonna take some time to be quick about mm-hmm. reading these things like we are about english like with english um or whatever your first language is you just see a block of characters and you know what it is which is why um unless you i'm assuming unless you have dyslexia uh if you flip around some words you can just understand what it means you know um but like in korean like in your first language like when you first start learning you go letter by letter sound by sound you know so it's just like it can be really frustrating anyways so i i studied korean in sixth grade then dropped it but like kind of kept that base of like i know the alphabet so i know how to pronounce it and now um like I said, a few times on the show, I, uh, you know, kind of every January, I'm like trying to pick up pretty much since I've lived in Springfield. I'm mean, like, I want to get good at Korean. So one of the best tools that I found for that is talk to me in Korean, uh, com. If you prefer the com, I think I found it as a podcast. There's a great app that like some third party person made, um, that just collects all of their Korean lessons. And I like, they do it podcast style. They have PDFs so that you can like read along with, um, whatever, uh, their, this third party app shows you how to write it and like kind of like the the structure like it's really really handy um so talk to me in korean was kind of my base into actually learning korean and like they use the verb to go which is kada like all the time so i definitely know how to say he goes they go i go we are going we went all that stuff so yeah so i just have worked through talk to me in korean basically every january for the past five years six years uh and so like you know i kind of always start at lesson one and just kind of preview like i remember this i don't remember this whatever uh so so yeah that's what i've been doing i just downloaded a new app called tida uh which I think is developed by English speaking native Koreans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the like the idea is cool. It uses AI speech recognition to judge your pronunciation. And I think they give a good mm. grammatical base, but like the fun quote unquote aspect of it is like creepy and voyeuristic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's so, like, so it's judging you? Like, like, yeah. So you. you'll say, like, it'll say, like, Repeat after me. Come samnida, and then you do that, and then like, okay, and how would you say thank you? You say come samnida, and then you say it back, and it will give you a grade. That based was on your horrible. You suck. Yeah. Like, oh, you should <laughs> You're try terrible. again. Don't learn <laughs> this language. Stop. 
trying. So, yeah, um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a cool thing. Like I said, it's a little voyeuristic, but yeah. I think it's cool. And the, it's like a it's a freemium app. Um, so like drops, you know, drops, you only get five minutes a day to practice, which I think actually is really accessible uh, to that. Unless you pay for it, you only get like a chapter a day, which again, mm-hmm. like it gives you some phrases and then you can like keep up with that, you know. Um, so I think that there's a lot of, especially with the, uh, how popular Korean culture is becoming. Um, there's a lot of like, oh, we should capitalize on this. Here's how you can learn mm-hmm. our language or you know whatever. And so uh, there's a lot more development in that. But I I always go back to talk to me in Korean just because like the podcast hosts are really good. The content is good. They have like there's just lots of stuff. Um, but yeah, and I think yeah. uh, doing the the covers and I'm watching with uh, Sarah. I'm watching Startup on Netflix, which is a mm-hmm. like a rom com Korean drama. Um, so that's like really funny and also like obviously still a K drama. Uh, cause like some of them are too dramatic. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this in my life right now. So rom-com great. Right up my alley. Love me a good rom-com. So yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think one of, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, have you guys ever looked into like zoom, like one-on-one personal instruction? No, I haven't looked into it, but I've heard people talk about it and talk about doing like group lessons yeah. on zoom and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just curious, um, especially right now during the pandemic. I wonder mm-hmm. if there's a lot of, you know, Korean speaking teachers out there who would, are looking for outlets and and uh, holding, you know, affordable classes, you know, Zoom yeah. things or something. I'm sure there are. Yeah. If you're if you're one of them, let us know and we'll share your resource. Yeah. Um, but I think something that's really interesting about language, uh, KJ, you mentioned it in your episode on, or on Dear Asian Americans. And I think you just alluded to it here uh, just a little bit ago, talking about how if you don't learn it by a certain age, like it's you can't become like a, you'll never be like a native speaker. Um, I've always thought or something along those lines. And I've always thought that was really, really interesting. You know, I think when I am approaching the language now, I'm just like, I just want to be able to like read it and understand it. I don't necessarily have to speak it. Um, Nathan. I think you've talked about. I think I've asked you, but what are you? Are you guys doing anything uh, with your kids uh, as far as language goes? Um, or I, I feel like it's a lot, so I don't really know. But I was wondering if that was something you guys have looked into. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because I, I was limited on the options I had for um, languages when I was a kid. You know, you get German, French, and Spanish. Um, I, I learned a little bit of the Spanish you know, classes and, you know, in school and that was it. But my parents never really pushed me at a young age. Uh, and I, you know, there wasn't like, you know, door of the explorer or things like that, <laughs> that have, you know, a little bit more, um, bilinguals. I mean, there was Sesame street, I think, and, you know, some other things like that. But, uh, so now I feel like they're more immersed into, especially out here in California. So, uh, I have shown them more, uh, Spanish speaking shows and, uh, we've taught them how to say, you know, count, uh, we actually taught my kids how to count in three languages now, so they know French, Japanese, uh, Spanish, and nice. uh, I'm trying to teach them Korean now, too. Um, so if we can get them to say just the numbers one to ten, it's a good start, you know. And things like hello, like every once in a while, you you know they'll somebody um, will leave, and the and my my oldest son will say sayonara. And so it's just kind of funny every once in a while, you know, the little words that they will pick up because they are sponges right now. They are the perfect time to teach them. And so we won't we don't want to lose that opportunity. Um, So, yeah, we'll try as much as we can. But at this point, that's why I kind of was curious on on the virtual Zoom stuff. But my my kids don't really take the virtual Zoom Zoom right now. Uh, We've been trying. Actually, we've been doing weekly lessons for the ukulele. And his attention span is is about, I'd say, 
30% of the 30 minute lesson. <laughs> and so, that tracks. Yeah. And so it's, uh, but hey, we're trying. And you know, what do you do during a pandemic? So try new stuff. Try new stuff. You know, exactly. I'm always amazed when I hear people, um, you know, from whether I'm traveling to their country or they come to America and they're like, yeah, I learned English by watching TV or listening to Justin Bieber or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, how? Yeah. How many uh, episodes but, did you watch? <laughs> yeah. But I think so. Like, I think that there's right. a real thing. Like, I know Sarah um, is a learns best by writing. So I bought her a book um, for how to like write Korean because I was like, oh, this will be helpful. Um, and and learning Korean, especially like this this particular time around, I'm really aware of what I miss about the academic style of learning. Because for me, I really like understanding the grammar. Mm -hmm. Um, like I assume vocab will come later, but like, if I can understand the grammar, whether it's for Spanish or for Korean or whatever, like give me some vowel or verb conjugations, give me Mm -hmm. like where pronouns and objects go. Like if I can get that, then what I'll start to do is I'll actually start to try to build sentences in my head because I don't really have anyone to practice with. But like, I'll say, uh, you know, if Sarah asked me a question like, hey, where's our can of tuna for a meal that we're making? I'll try to either answer that or um, re-ask the question in English, but with the Korean like grammar sentence structure. So it would be like, tuna de... uh, I think is where's the tuna. <laughs> um, Not like you mix some Spanish in there at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Audi is where, and then Esoyo, I think is where to exist. So anyway, so it's like, but it's tune, it's object and then verb, right. you know? And so like, it's like, like so just to like, just to think about, uh how like just to get my brain used to thinking in that order yeah you know even though i don't have the vocabulary because i can translate like what is tuna in you know in google translate and get the actual word but then like google won't tell me what the the actual like grammar of it is you yeah know? the so structure just to, is so different that with all mm-hmm. those languages like even you know japanese and stuff i always find that very tough to learn that and the the words that don't not maybe it's not the words the pronouns or certain words that don't relate to certain things like when i see translations for um when my korean family uh, my biological family sends me stuff it it always has problems translating he and she it like mixes it up um so i don't know if that's something that i i just don't so one of the things that i found about korean is it's highly contextual there's a lot of like reading the room, even in the sentence structure. So for example, in the very simple sentence of like, where's the tuna? If you don't have like the object marking particle to it, which you wouldn't necessarily need in the middle of a conversation, then like people would understand you're asking where the tuna is, but like a translator without like devoid of that extra context could actually mistranslate that as something that like means it very differently because Korean has these things called, uh, object mark. Well, sorry, topic marking particles and subject marking particles. So it's like, it's just like a, so th- you can imply certain things, but then if you leave those off, then it's like not right. So unless they're speaking like very perfect Korean or like sending you perfect Korean, then a translator might not understand that because they just don't, translators just don't have that extra context. Um, also, I want to throw this hmm. out to any of our listeners or to you guys, especially, um, obviously you guys, but to any of our listeners who are like, yo, I'm interested in learning Korean. I have some of a foundation and I just need somebody to practice with. Like, if you just want to send me like, hey, I'm working on, I have these new vocab words and I need to practice using them and need to practice forming sentences like send me a message and I will chat with you in as much 
fake Korean or like half Korean or whatever, like as we can figure out, because like, I think this other thing too, is I've been a part of like uh Korean club on clubhouse or things. And like, it's really, there's either like, there's like not a good middle ground of right. like, I know nothing or like I'm advanced enough that I can speak. I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't know nothing, but I also am not advanced enough to like really speak or have like a, a full on conversation. You know, I just want to like, talk about my day and then just occasionally throw in the one Korean word that I know or something, or like try to, to frame my sentence structure in Korean grammar, you know, like, so anyways, if you're in that halfway point and you want someone to practice with holla at me, I'd love to have another buddy to just be like, Hey, let's make up some crappy English as we (laughs) get closer to understanding Korean grammar or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, cause I'm, I'm all for that. And even like Sarah and I will just try to like now, I used to just try to incorporate as much Spanish as we could, and we would actually get pretty far with that because we're both fairly conversational. But uh, with a Korean, I'll just be like, anytime I can answer her or ask her something in Korean, I will go ahead and just do that and just like nice. focus on like, can I say this? Can I do it? Is my mouth warmed up enough to to make that happen? But Use it like, or lose a, it. Yeah, it's a real conscious <laughs> yeah. choice to like to immerse myself kind of in that in that space and and think about things that way. So, but that's like again, that's how I like to learn languages right. uh is very much like give me the grammar and then i'll like puzzle it out later on my mm-hmm. own and so like i spend like 30 minutes on a train so i'd be like oh i know how to say this that and this but how could i fill in the gaps and then try to you know do that so that's not for everyone but that's how i like to to do it and if anyone out there is, has a, a, something that's worked for them definitely send us you know send us a message send us a, a dm or an email just because we'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the korean language are because i know from just our guests that we've had on the show that we've talked to a lot of them and a lot of them have been interested they have attempted like us uh, a little bit and then maybe stopped or got into other things or it was too hard or things like that it's just it is it's learning another language at this this age is is difficult you really have to put a lot of time into it and I'm just um, going to declare yeah. this for our brand. This is a safe space to feel yeah. like a fool, to look like a fool, no to judgments. sound like a fool. You're just like, we're all learning. We're all going to get it wrong. It's not a, it's just a matter of like, hey, I just need to mess up and then either laugh with you or like not be laughed at, whichever is going to make you most comfortable to learn. Like, <laughs> yeah. we'll we can, be that for you. I mean, we can post yeah. videos of Patrick saying, saying Korean words and you'll, you'll feel so, so Yeah, much you'll better. feel a lot better. You'll feel a lot better for sure. Uh, I won't. But you guys will. No, I'm just kidding. I want to kind of pivot the conversation a little bit, uh, sticking with language, but uh, from the adoptee perspective, uh, someone, I'm glad you brought this up because someone posted something the other day that I was really, had never thought about before, and I kind of want to get your guys' take on it. Um, so specifically about adoptees, Korean adoptees and like learning Korean to, to, to learning the language. Uh, this person wrote, I believe my brain viscerally and subconsciously associates the Korean language with the trauma of being separated from my Oma, from my mother, um, and subsequently from my foster mother. And so I never thought about, you know, adoption being something that could potentially fuel my inability or maybe my subconscious drive to not learn the language, to, to, to attempt to not associate it. I don't know. I just had never thought about that before. And KJ, I think the re- another reason I wanted to talk about it is because you're drawn to language, you know. Mm-hmm. And so obviously your experience, I feel like, is very antithetical to that statement. Um, maybe not necessarily, but just the way you talk about it and the way that I feel like you're able to... Um, utilize the language is very 
it, it, it's really cool. And I guess just wanted to get your guys' perspective on that take, uh, you know, for other adoptees that might be like, man, the language is hard for all the reasons that we've listed. You know, you're older or um, you're so far removed or whatever. You've never really studied that. So, yeah, just wanted to posit that. Yeah, I um, – so my uh, way to – that I think about learning languages, like kind of just the way that I, I try to navigate human relationships with people from other cultures, because I like have known a lot of, uh, international people, I guess is the way to just say people from other cultures. Um, but it's, it's more than that too, you know, like, cause if it's a, if it's a Latin American, American or, you know, whatever, uh, even if it's in America and it's just like a, a Chinese American or something like that. Like I always like, I'm always looking for ways to really subtly and quietly just be like, Hey, I see you. I am like friends with you. I want to learn more about your culture or your history or whatever, without being gross, <laughs> uh, without being like, tell me everything, you know, whatever. Uh, especially, and I feel like that's, that's such a heightened, um, thing of, you know, white people talking to people of color being like, what is it, what does it mean to be a person of color in America? And you know what I mean? But like, yeah. but more than that, I just be like, Hey, I, I actually, I legitimately and genuinely care about learning and understanding your culture. And so I will try to, um, say things in English or any other language, um, that help reinforce that sense without having to ever overtly say that. And I, and I feel like learning a language is a way to do that. Um, because I was fortunate enough to travel the world when I was younger, um, a lot of the places that I went to, I would always try to learn their language. And Agreed. a lot of the yeah. feedback that I heard from those people was it means so much that you are trying to communicate with us in our language. Uh, especially as an American, I feel mm -hmm. like Americans are just like, you need to learn English, yeah. English and like, we should all speak, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I think yeah. just going that extra mile of like saying like, Hey, I'd love to find out how you talk, you know, mm -hmm. and trying to speak to someone in literally their heart language, right? Like their, their, their native tongue. And even um, it's just hello or thank you, honestly. Yeah. I think everybody or just finding like a should know phrase. thank you in any language that in a country you're going to, that that That's would be, uh, you know, if you don't do that, then you shouldn't be traveling. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's a little, it's a subtle <laughs> surprise that people are like, Oh, Hey, you took a moment and like heard somebody yeah. and like now you're saying that back to me and I also feel heard or feel seen, you know? So I think that's my approach to language. Um, I will also say, like I said, like language is kind of my thing, uh, right. in as much as like music is my thing. And so like in as much as music isn't somebody else's thing, like I think that we all have capacity to speak a language or to play an instrument or sing or whatever. It's just a matter of like how much extra work is it going to put on top of you? So I don't know that that's not, I, I mean, I, I don't think that my, language ability refutes the idea that adoption plays a very real role in whether or not like because i think for me like being adopted obviously like i'm really drawn to the korean language um but i and i don't feel like that holds me back from that but i am sure that the opposite can be true uh so i think it's just a matter of self-awareness and like if learning spanish for you is hard and like i don't know that learning spanish for you is hard because you're adopted it might just be hard because like learning languages is hard you know and and so like if it is related to adoption then like yeah speak that and be loud about that be honest about that but like also don't put unnecessary weight on yourself if it's if that's not the case is is what i would say yeah i think that I honestly think that when I read that, it was almost a little freeing. Like mm -hmm. I, at first it was very, it was maybe got, gotten to my brain a little bit and thinking about, you know, how 
adoption and the trauma of adoption plays would play a role in languages because i was terrible at spanish i feel like i couldn't pick it up and i don't necessarily think it was because of adoption necessarily right but just that learning languages is hard like you said um but i hadn't never thought of it in the context of like my own native language and i think when i think about that um i think when i go into this class now i think i'm going to be yeah using that as a self-awareness measure of like okay, you know, this is hard because, like, learning language is hard, but also I'm carrying this extra burden. Not that I'm using it to weigh me down, but that I know that there's an extra block there that I have to work a little bit harder, excuse me, to get over or get through. So I was actually really appreciative that I came across that post just because I had, as I get ready to go into this, start taking this class and really, like, throw myself at this because I really want to be able to pass something along to my kids in this form and i think that language will help connect to the culture a little bit more obviously continuing to do this show um i think just yeah being self-aware of that uh is was a freeing a little bit you know and but yeah i think that i i do agree with you kj that um you shouldn't if you can if you can if you can help it uh learning how to find closure with it or, or move not past it necessarily but with be it. able to work with it yeah yeah exactly move with it yeah yeah and i think too like so i always say english is my first language it's not my native language uh mm. and that is like a an important distinction yeah. for me uh even before i had the language of like identifying as an adoptee like korean is my native language uh and english is my first language which for a lot of people that's not you know, that's not a thing where you're, uh, feel that. And even for a lot of adoptees, they may not feel that if they're, you know, transracially or transnationally adopted, uh, translingually adopted. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I have that, uh, distinction and yeah, there have been changes in me going through the journey of this podcast and things like Sarah and I had baby names picked out. And now like I've changed to like, I want all of our kids to have, uh, Korean middle names. Uh-huh. Like Ooh, that's important for me. You or joined my, like my kids. I, Oh yeah, that's cool. So my kid's middle name is actually my Korean last name. Oh, right on. I don't know if I ever told. I don't know if I ever told you that. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea what your which, kid's which is my, name. So my last, <laughs> which my last name is pretty common. It's Lee. So oh okay. yeah. So but we always thought that was easy, and you know, just yeah. to do a quick, you know, Lee as a middle name for them. So uh, all three of them actually have the same middle name. Yeah. So um, like that's a, a thing that I love. I have loved having personally is my. Korean middle name. I use that for a lot of like my gamer tags mostly and things on the internet. But yeah. And then uh, also even thinking about like having my kids call me Appa instead of like dad, mm. like ways that I can engage with my culture and like have that relationship and foster that, you know, even though we'll be growing there together, like that's a new reality that I'm looking forward to that I previously didn't have. Um, but it's something that like, you know, just little bits of language like that or like having a kid that's going to grow up with a dulso in our house and like eating kimbap or eating kimchi like fried rice and you know like uh that kind of stuff like dokguk on on new year's like all of these new traditions and i'm I'm really excited to have that and i think the language of korean just kind of helps increase um my and hopefully our family's connection to um our history and our our culture yeah that's really cool yeah i kind of wish i'd i have done more and because of this journey now that we've all been taking together over the last, you know, four months, it's I definitely have increased the amount of, say, tradition um, or things that I want my kids to know about uh, Korea and about my my past and technically a, a, a half of their past, you know, because they're yeah. a quarter, you know, quarter, quarter, half. Um, 
But, uh, you know, that was the one thing that was, that was why we decided for our first child to do the, the Doljan Chi was because we wanted to at least incorporate something. And we, um, you know, it was just, uh, I don't remember the conversation that we had to, to, before we did it, but, uh, so little things like that, and it's only and it's only increased, you know, since then of mm. of adding traditions or things that uh, that we want to know. But we're also trying to combine all of my wife's uh, family traditions as well. So we yeah. do Japanese and Chinese New Year, and you know, or you know, Lunar New Year stuff, where we you know we give out red envelopes, and you know, we're trying to do a little bit of everything. So um, there's a red envelope and a deep bow and yeah, like a money exactly. bag. <laughs> like, yeah. Why do they get so much money? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing I'm looking forward to with my kids. And Emily and I just talked about this pretty recently. Uh, is like the opa and ama, or the appa and ama um, connotations, I guess. I don't know. Is that the sure. right no, way No, you don't want your that? kids to call you Patrick or something? No, I call my dad Kevin. <laughs> you do? <laughs> my mom Cheryl sometimes. Oh, well, you don't do it all the time. You just do it occasionally. all the time. Yeah. I have when a friend I'm needing who did to show love, I will uh, call him mom and dad. But okay. Yeah. In purely business, in purely business <laughs> sense and casual conversation, I, I got to use your first you name. I have you have said that before, actually. You have, you have called your parents by their first name. And I always wondered if that was the case. Because I feel like they still use the affectionate, like, bub and sis, like, labels for my sister and my and myself and i'm like all right i'm switching it on you i'm getting real <laughs> formal and casual conversation um but just like wanting to be wanting to have like that special almost that name that's different than just grandma or grandpa you know like something that a lot of people a lot of different families have something else that they use sometimes and it might be similar you know across the country and, and regionally but uh i think especially watching like Kim's convenience and stuff like that and really feeling like that's something so unique to Korean culture, I suppose, even though it's not, it's just something unique to myself now mm -hmm. and, and wanting to utilize that as a way to embrace. So yeah, I really like cool. that. And I don't know where I was going with it. Yeah. It's a good question though. I like it. But um, should we wrap this up or are we? Or yeah. We I mean, uh, I think it was a <laughs> fantastic discussion. Some, uh, food. Yeah. So this is yeah, a great conversation. Let's, let's get to it. Uh, continuing on with our Korean culture and whatnot. Uh, let's dig into some food. Food. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to take a second and tell you about the Hello Korea box that was featured in episode 20. It was so fantastic. Um, we are so grateful to Juliet and Hello Korea box for giving us a box. And would you like to say box again? <laughs> yep, Hello Korea box uh, is a really fantastic box uh, of goodies. We got K Beauty, we got K Lifestyle, we got K Snacks. Nathan, Patrick, what were your favorite parts? Uh, my favorite part was the <laughs> snacks. I really like the socks. I've worn them many times, and I also like K Stationery because I didn't know that Koreans had their own stationery. Um, so I like my wife on. told me that when I was wearing the socks, it was the most fun socks I own. So all right. Yes, they... sounds like you need to spice up your sock game, bro. <laughs> Apparently so, and this this box is the way to start. Uh, I personally love the pens the most. I use them on the daily; they are amazing. But yeah, like everything in that box was uh, really really cool. There was two packages of ramen too. Oh yeah, this sure. one. Oh, I, I forgot that. about that. Yeah. Anyways, look, if you were like, man, this stuff is awesome, and uh, I want to get my own box, you can use Johnchi fifteen. Uh, to get 15% off of your purchase uh, at HelloCreatBox.com. Again, that code is JohnChi15 to get 
15% off of your purchase. If you want a little Korean culture in your life at your home, make sure you go to HelloKoreaBox.com right now. Use code johnchi 15 at checkout to save 15%. On with the show. Boom! We back for our food segment. Got the munchies. Um, we are dropping in with another from Munch Addict's Korean snack box. Uh, today, we are eating pororo churosu. Pororo. Choco cream. Choco cream. Oh, hey, I understand do, do, all do, do, of this. Do, do. Wow. This is awesome. See, there we go. Okay. We, and it's we were all, just talking about language. Like, it's, borrowed, it it's, it's borrowed borrowed English. So it's pororo is the, the brand featuring the character. Churosu. Churros, choco cream, chocolate cream. Chocolate oh. cream. Boom. Nice. Got wow. it. So there we That's go. That's so easy. That's amazing. Uh, it looks like a very, churro. Yeah, it's very, very cute. Um, yeah, my kids would love this. They yeah, actually, I, they, they have pororo uh, chopsticks that I bought when I was in Korea. Cute. So. This is our second item with, or pororo item, is it not? Really? What was our first one? I think I'm pretty sure because I remember we talked about these characters, or maybe it was when no, we, were we going talked about it when we, were when we opened yeah. the box the first time, and yeah, that was all cut. So, anyways, oh. so there we go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I no, didn't know who Pororo was. But you he's need like to a, watch the the TV. So go to kids? YouTube and okay. watch an episode or at least the theme song. It's very catchy. What it is, is okay? It? Can you sing it? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sing. Man, so. all right. Who are the other characters? Do you know this piglet-looking character and? Kermit is it a frog or is it Peggy? like a dinosaur? Dinosaur. I, like actually, Yoshi I don't know character. their names. I haven't paid that much attention. Wow, so you're not even Yoshi a true Yoshi does do a wink like that. Yoshi does do a wink like that. Yeah, like pro. Sorry. Oh, all right. So let's get into this churro <laughs> chocolate churro. cream. I love churros. I don't know what a Korean churro is going to be like, but I have. <laughs> let me tell you, I crave some churros. From I at agree. Least Texas. Costco churros. Right, what do you the think best? it's going to be like? What do you think it's going to be like? I think it's going to taste like a cinnamon cracker. I really don't think it's going to be any bread-like of I anything. I expect it to be kind of wafery and crumbly. It looks like it's crumbling. It looks like it's, and it's got the cream in the middle. I think it's this impossible to open. What the junk? Really? I gotta like I peeled mine from oh, the middle. I went from the bottom. Peeled it down. Ah. Oh, you went. You opened it American. It's at the top and then pulled and peeled it down. Well, mine is crumbled in half. I I was correct. It is airy, and crackery, and cinnamon and chocolatey. That's like exactly it. what I expected it to look like. Yep. I thought the cream was going to be more cream-like, not like a no. cream-implied Im- filling. It was cream, it looks like, at one point when it mm-hmm. first got put in the package. And then one week later, it became this hardened paste. Oh. Yeah. This is like... <laughs> I like it, though. If you it tastes good. were to buy a churro from like a... I don't even know where it sells it anymore. Costco. No, I mean like a legitimate churro oh. from... <laughs> Like a Mexican restaurant or like a taqueria stand or something like that. And then you were to dehydrate it and then repackage it. That's what this is. No, yeah. Well, I was mm. going to say and this I think it's is really like good. a giant cereal churro. This is good. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of the consistency of cereal. Cinnamon toast okay. crunch kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a cinnamon toast crunch the kind of thing. The taste you can see. <laughs> Dang it. It's not Pull too crumbly. Like it's not making a huge mess. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I this do is... like the mess or the less mess, yeah, for sure. Like I was a little afraid since our last cookie. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah. I am no, a fan. I, I could eat this. Sarah, you're not here, so I'm saving. I'm not saving any for you. <laughs> oh, nice. well, you can buy her some more because I saw these at the store. They come in a box. 
Mm. So it's not just a, um, you know, you get like a lot of them. If you want to buy out. more. I kind of want to put this in milk. I'm not kidding. This would be a yeah. really good cereal. This would be a good milk item. It kind of right? Jinchan mm-hmm. like, Mashisoyo. Yeah. Mashisoyo. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Very tasty. <laughs> Although I guess it would be Jongmal Mashisoyo. I have to match formalities. So, mm. yeah. Hmm. Very, very tasty. Good job, Bororo. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, Bororo. Yeah. Come on. Yes. I give it, I'm giving it bueno. five out of five churrosus. Really? Wait. Yeah, it was five good. Five out of five. I could have ate it in one slide down my throat, yeah. but I didn't want to do that. I'm glad there. you did. I got to do it. I'm I got to do it another didn't. time with another item. Thank you for not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I can't find anything wrong with it. I know, so, right? I, I, yeah, five out of five. Bororos. Five out of five. Dang, you guys are putting the pressure on me. Well, I was going to give it a five out of five, too, anyway. So <laughs> Nice. I, I couldn't think go. of anything that I didn't like about it, either. It's, yeah. it's a perfect size. It's a it's good consistency. It's, it's wonderful. not overly sweet, like, you know, because some churros have so much sugar that it just goes crazy. But it's, sugar like, it's properly sweet, like, yeah. even for I'm an American sensibility. I think oh, it's yeah, really, yeah. really good. So, but so, yeah, this is yeah. good, and it's Pororo. Yeah, again, gotta go. Yeah. check out the theme song. Check out the theme good song. Good for the four-year-olds. Good for the four-year-olds. You know. So. And who's yeah. this made go by? Your... By the way, what company made this? Do we even see? I think it's Pororo, right? I thought that no. was the company. No, Pororo is the character. It's I know, but... be... oh, Are they also like a I brand? Threw my rapper away. I think so. I'm opening the Munchbox pamphlet. Uh, Iconics, Ocon, EBS. SK Broadband? What? There's no, a lot of weird it's words. Oh, wait. No, this doesn't have the brand. Pororo is such a good brand in its own I think right. it's the brand. Yeah, I think I Pororo is It says copyright brand. Iconics, but I don't know if that... Uh, if that's the, Iconics. The, the graphics or the company or something. But, well, hey, we'll look it up and leave it in the show notes if you guys are interested. But Or it won't. Who knows? If, if we not, can find it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and get one anyway. The show notes are real good. grab bag yeah, of to- <laughs> Yeah, if, if not, go to Munch Addicts. Them, that is. <laughs> go to Munch Addicts <laughs> website, which we do know, and you can go ahead and find yourself a Pororo Churrosu Choco Cream. Choco Cream. Cream. Yeah. Yes. Korean um, churro. <laughs> and I know we only have a little bit of time left, so there's one last feature on the show, and we're going to go ahead and plug ourselves in a lightning round. KJ, take us away. You can find us all over the internet at John Chi Show. You all can send us an email to John Chi Show at justlikemedia.com. Shouts out to the people who have been sending it. We love reading them. They put the biggest smile on our faces. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not even near uh, my co-host, and I guarantee they're smiling from ear to ear. Like They <laughs> smile so fast and so hard, their lips split. So that's yeah. that's how, how exciting it we is. We love so, the support. We love the messages. We love just hearing from everyone. Yes. Uh, on anything that our shows have touched you or related to you or anything, not yep. like that, Patrick. So uh, I'm gonna that. I'm gonna shout out Aiden Williams on the show for being uh, a new poster in our Facebook group, the after, the Junchi Show after party, because he he posted about his like a Korean hot sweet pancake thing, and then like it just opened the floodgates for like a bunch of other people who are posting. So mm-hmm. Aiden, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, hanging yeah. out with us and and supporting us that way. Join um, our Facebook after party. Yeah, get, get so, more food photos. <laughs> you can find me at KJ Relke on all of the places that I want to be found. Um, Nathan Nowak Photography. <laughs> I don't know. That's really my <laughs> business page. Uh, you can, I'm actually opening up my Instagram, so you can do the uh, the personal one now. It's it's N Nowak. So N-N-O-W-A-C-K. yeah, request that follow. Yeah. yeah. 
And you can find me at Patrick in the World on Instagram, and I think on uh, SoundCloud as well. You can also find me at my regular name on Facebook, and you can catch me in a bunch of other places. Send me a personal email if you want to have a one-on-one conversation about adoptee topics or issues. You can catch that at hellopatrickA at gmail.com. Ooh, personal yes. email going out. Guys, yeah, we got some exciting things planned. Spam his way. Oh, not spam. <laughs> Sorry. We got some exciting things planned for Lunar New Year, which is February 12th. So be looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, it'll mostly be happening on our website, um, johnchishow.com. But uh, there will be just, we just, we're very excited about what's happening. It's That's really surprise. all we can say at this point. Yeah. Just anymore. Uh, Spoiler alert. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you next week. Until then, Johnchi Heyo. Anji Heyo! Yoro Heyo! Anji Heyo! Anji Heyo! Bye! Bye! Bye!